Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today my guest is Dr. Jacob Teilebaum, and we're going to be talking about the human energy crisis and latest manifestation as long COVID. Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum is one of the most frequently quoted integrative pain and fibromyalgia medical authorities in the world. He is the author of the best-selling From Fatigue to Fantastic, Pain-Free, 123, The Complete Guide to Beating Sugar Addiction, Real Cause, Real Cure, The Fatigue and Fibromyalgia Solution, Diabetes is Optional, and the popular free smartphone app, Cures A to Z. He is the lead author of five studies on effective treatment for fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome and a study of effective treatment of autism using NAET. Dr. Teitelbaum appears often as a guest on news and talk shows nationwide, including Good Morning America, The Dr. Oz Show, Oprah and Friends, CNN, and Fox News Health. Learn more at vitality101.com and edinfatigue.com. Dr. Teitelbaum gives us a wealth of information and talks so fast, so please don't worry about taking notes. He was very generous to provide his email address, and there are links to all of the great information that he shared. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, Dr. T. It's really an honor to have you on the podcast. Christine, it's great to be with you and with the listeners. For both of uh, those of you who have chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, or chronic pain, or who have persistent symptoms post-COVID, you're going to understand what's going on and what you need to do to recover. And for those of you treating people, I'm going to organize this for you in a way that you can use immediately in your practice. I'm also going to offer some free tools for those who would like uh, free questionnaires that really simplify getting the information, how to organize the treatment protocol call for those with orthostatic intolerance, free screening quizzes. There's all this kind of stuff that feel free to email me at fatigue.doc, F-A-T-I-G-U-E-D-O-C at gmail.com and just ask for the treatment tools. Um, and uh, let me know if you have the disease or you're a practitioner. It will really simplify all of this for you so you can relax and listen instead of scribbling frantically. Thank you. Thank you for being so generous for this information. And we'll just dive in. And really, Dr. T, why do you think that there's such a human energy crisis today? Well, as we have discussed before the show, we are dealing with the perfect storm for human energy crisis. We've lost one third of our sleep hours. We've gone from an average nine hours a night before light bulbs to six and three quarters. Half of the vitamins, minerals, and other micronutrients are lost in food processing. What's left are a whole bunch of calories. But the vitamins, minerals, all that stuff, literally over half is gone. So we're seeing people being obese and malnourished for the first time in human history. We also are seeing kind of a new fashion, not so new, in the media. Uh, it used to be when I was a kid, um, if the media wanted to sell something, you'd have a handsome man, good-looking woman, you'd put it by the car or the beer or whatever, and you'd sell it. Nowadays, the advertising mantra is fear and divisiveness that sells. They figure if they can keep you scared to death 24-7 and make you hate half of the population, you're going to watch and good for sales. And that's exhausting people. Um, so I'm going to recommend when you're watching what we call the news, and they, you know, I'm, I'm quoted a lot in the media. They like me. And if I'm quoted correctly 20% of the time, that's a lot. They're all nice people, not a bad person there. But you know, I, I read fiction a lot. I like fiction, but I like my fiction to be labeled fiction. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching the news media, when you find yourself grinding your teeth, I don't care which side you're watching, 
just do this Tai Chi move. Your adrenals will thank you. Just center, reach out to the side, grab the remote control, and click off. <laughs> and, you know, it's you will, how did Mark Twain, he said, well, if you don't read the news, you're uninformed. But if you do read the news, you're misinformed, and it has not gotten any better. You will find that you're not missing anything. But your health will increase, and that of the people you treat will increase dramatically. And the list goes on and on. But those are just a couple of the, the biggies. Yeah, I think it's such a great point. I've reflected a lot, especially the last few years. And, you know, there is a population living in fear, right? And it already was that. And then throw the, you know, pandemic on this. And we have a traumatized nation and a traumatized world. And we know that how how could that not impact our health and well-being? So, you know, just kind of leading into that, you know, how has the pandemic really affected the human energy crisis? Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that because, and again, we've seen for years where severe viral infections, it can be after Epstein-Barr, it could be after HHV-6, there's a whole host of different infections, literally dozens can stress the energy enough and anything that causes energy levels to drop below a certain level if you think about it the area that uses the most energy for its size is going to go offline first so the area that uses the most energy for its size is called the hypothalamus it's an almond sized gland it controls sleep so they can't sleep controls hormones so you see with normal labs widespread thyroid adrenal reproductive hormones being off it controls autonomic function. So you see orthostatic intolerance and gut symptoms, a whole host of other symptoms. Those are all on the same circuit. That uses the most energy for its size. It goes off line first with the energy crisis, acts as a circuit breaker, takes people out of the game, keep them from hurting themselves. Then muscles are the area that uses the next most energy. When muscles don't have enough energy, they don't go loose and limp. They don't come home from a heavy workout and say, honey, the workout I had, my muscles are all loose and limp. You go, they're all tight. And he wants to give you a shoulder rub to release those tight muscles because muscles are like a spring. It takes more energy to relax than to contract. So as the energy crisis proceeds, your muscles go tight throughout the body. You get widespread muscle pain, which then progresses to central sensitization, small fiber neuropathy, on and on. And that pain cycle is off. And that's what's going on. And one of the things that trips that circuit breaker would be any of the dozens of infections. COVID is simply one more of those. Mm, yeah. You know, I've only been practicing 12 years and, you know, many of the things that we looked at um, before the pandemic, I think they have a huge um, application in this long COVID population. And in a weird way, I feel that the advent of long COVID will um, give more legitimacy to uh, looking at these post-viral infectious states that we've all been treating, even treating for I guess, 30 years, you know, so silver lining, I'm hopeful and really helping people on a deeper level if we can really put our tools together. I, I, I don't know if you feel the same way. Well, absolutely so. In fact, if you look at the budget for fibromyalgia last year, the NIH budget was $12 million. And I tease that they probably spend more on hangnails. Um, and <laughs> it's kind of like a Cinderella disease. It gets relegated, you know, to the evil stepsisters that are in charge of it. They yeah. increased the budget for that, for looking at long COVID, from $12 million to $1.25 billion wow. over the next wow. four years. So, yes, it is getting attention. And like I say, this is a Cinderella illness. Uh, the people who get it are usually some most wonderful people in the world because they tend to be more empathic. They tend to care about people. Uh, they're more easily going to blow a fuse because they do care. 
time for you to get back today and for mm-hmm. you to get help and get the information you need. Yeah, absolutely. How do you, I mean, you're, you know, an expert and very well known in chronic fatigue syndrome. And when you started treating this versus kind of looking at kind of this kind of long COVID and maybe let's um, take a moment and just describe it, you know, long COVID, like what is your idea of long COVID at this point? What's your constellation of symptoms that you're seeing at this time? We are so, uh, as a medical establishment, clueless. Uh, The standard definition is any symptoms that persist after three months. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So if you have trouble smelling, or if you have a little bit of achiness or insomnia, or if you have heart failure or lung failure or kidney, all of these are being lumped together as, as long COVID. It's just boggles the mind. So let's separate things out. Number one, you have a group of people who have persistent fatigue, pain, brain fog, and sometimes insomnia. If they have any two of those symptoms, they've tripped the hypothalamic circuit breaker and they have post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia, one group. If you have those with the smell and taste loss, that's a very different thing. Those, there's not much we have to add yet, um, but it tends to improve over time on its own. Mm-hmm. You have those who have persistent lung. Now, not everybody's shortness of breath has lung things. Let's want to address how to adjust those quickly. For those with lung with shortness of breath, get a simple pulse oximeter finger clip. They're 20 bucks. If their oxygen saturation is 99% when they're short of breath, it's not lung or heart as mm-hmm. the cause. Now, if it's under 95%, maybe. Uh, but a lot of pe- the shortness of breath is either you'll see vagal nerve inflammation in about 27% of cases of the long COVID. So the diaphragm's flattened. There's a feeling of inability to take a deep enough breath. You'll see hyperventilation. You see other things. For those with lung disease, um, again, using things that turn off, and in general for long COVID, start with this, turn off the inflammation, the free radical um mm-hmm you know, process going on. I use something called Curamed, which is a highly absorbed curcumin and clinical glutathione. But for the lung disease, ARDS, shock lung, which is what this is, tends to heal itself up over several years from any of these many causes. It'll improve on its own. And you can follow the pulse oximeter clip and you'll see the oxygen will get better over time. For heart disease, to keep it simple, it's a heart muscle involvement. There's a simple app called Cures A to Z. It's a free phone app that I derived as a $2 upgrade, but you don't need it for the heart. That's all in the primary app. Uh, it will give you a thing of giving ribose, B vitamins, magnesium, coenzyme Q10, acetylcarnitine. Anybody with heart failure, it dramatically increases cardiac efficiency and function, including with the myocarditis or uh, post-COVID. So those are different things when you have the heart disease. But most what we're going to talk about today will be the post-viral persistent fatigue and pain, which mm-hmm. is post-viral, post-COVID, fibromyalgia, or CFS. Mm-hmm. Same two names, same thing. Again, you have developed over the years, I think, the SHINE program, right? The SHINE protocol. And mm-hmm. I know that you've done you know, studies on this and really saw how effective it is in chronic fatigue. And so how can you apply? Well, tell us what it is. And mm-hmm. how can we apply um, this to our long hauler patients? Absolutely. People ask me, what's a nice Jewish doctor like you're doing in a field like chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia? And I got into it the old-fashioned way. I, I had post-viral chronic fatigue syndrome when I was in medical school. And since mm-hmm. I was paying my own way, it knocked me out of medical school and left me homeless. It's as if the universe put a holistic 
even medical school, I sat on my park bench and naturopaths. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a naturopath. You yeah. know, I figure you want to be a healer, you're a good Jewish boy, you go to med school, you know, this back then. You know, herbalists came by, energy workers came by, everybody taught me bits and pieces. And what I learned over time was if you, it's all organized because there's so many different pieces that ripple off the hypothalamic dysfunction. Shine, mm-hmm. S stands for sleep. You can do it naturally, you can do it from medications. Got to optimize your sleep. H is optimizing hormones, thyroid, adrenal, reproductive, even antidiuretic hormone is needed. Optimizing hormones despite normal blood tests to go based on symptoms. I is infections. And for the other thing for H is hypotension or orthostatic intolerance. A stand up, you check your pulse after you're lying down 10 minutes. You check your pulse, you stand up, and if it goes up more than 30 beats a minute or even more than 20, you have autonomic dysfunction. That's all. If you email me for the free treatment tools, I'll send you, it'll tell you about simple screening tests, all that kind of stuff with the scene. But the I would be infections uh, because the immune system goes down, candida, uh, the uh, persistent viral reactivation, Lyme disease, there's all these different infections, and his nutritional support. And again, a good multivitamin. I like clinical essentials is a good powder, energy revitalization system. Uh, we just recently have published, I've completed four studies actually on post-viral CFS, and there's some treatments that aren't available yet in Europe, but HRG-80 red ginseng or red ginseng energy by Euromedica dramatically increased energy, cognitive function, sleep, the whole thing. So the HRG-80 red ginseng or red ginseng energy, uh, coenzyme Q10, things, and his nutritional support, and his exercise is able. Now, don't just tell people go out and exercise more. They have post-exertional malaise. You're going to leave them bedridden if they do more than they have energy to do. For some people, that's a walk to the mailbox. For other people, they might do half a mile. They need to walk as much as they comfortably can or they feel good, tired, and better the next day after. Not enough to leave them bedridden. So mm-hmm. shine, sleep, hormones, infections, nutrition, exercise. A randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study that we published showed a 91% average improvement in quality of life in these post-viral and other causes of fibromyalgia using shine. That study is available. You can ask for the double-blind study. You can ask for the other studies. And that, of course, the p-value is less than 0.0001 versus placebo. So this is proven highly, highly effective. Yeah, I love your acronym and I love, um, you know, the buckets you laid out because I think it's really targeted. And, you know, with sleep, I love that you started there. And it's really, you know, why I'm always thinking that the chicken or the egg, all these things, you know, are keeping people's, you know. Deep control centers here. Yeah, they don't sleep, exactly. their immune system, and they will go down and they will be in pain. Yeah, yeah. So that's the order. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And I, I would love to, your clinical wisdom, like how to like, you know, there are those patients out there that you you give them all the things and they're taking like everything that you could ever thought of and they still are not sleeping. And so I'm just curious um, from your perspective, what do you think is, you know, going on or how can we more do and- help them? In the mm-hmm. treatment checklist, if you ask for the treatment tools, yeah, there'll be a checklist. There'll be a questionnaire that will tell you, you can look at it, it'll take you two minutes looking at it instead of an hour of gathering all the information. You'll see patterns, the sleep, you'll get a sense of sleep apnea, all of these things. You just look at the checklist, you'll know right away. Then you go to the treatment checklist and you go to the sleep section. There'll have, be a list of over a dozen natural and prescription sleep aids. Mm-hmm. So depending on your preference of what you begin with, it'll have all the dosing. It'll say, 
you check off the ones you want. It'll say, here's where to find them. You know, these are prescription. These are the ones to use. Here's how you dose it. Here are the side effects. And instead of writing all that out illegibly, it's like, okay, <laughs> check off trazodone, you know, check off uh, revitalizing sleep formula, terrific seeds or melatonin. It's just easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's much easier. And I agree. I mean, I think sometimes we have to use higher force intervention to get people to sleep. As you mentioned, it's so critical in their recovery. Um, do you find that once people are recovered or they're in a better place with their infections and their nutritional status, that they don't have to rely on sleep medication if that's the route that you have to um, you know, go to get them sleeping? Once people are feeling better for nine months and pretty much back to themselves, in most people, what we saw in our double-blind study at the two-year follow-up is that most people were able to wean off of most medications and supplements and get better and better. These are crutches. Now, mm-hmm. there's nothing in it that they can't use long-term. So mm-hmm. you don't want to, because you're going to scare people to death. They, people are bedridden sometimes, and now they're out able to work and function. And, this, and you're saying, now we have to get you off of everything. Don't do that to them. You know, what I tell people is that when you're feeling better for nine months, I will pop this question. Are you ready to start coming off of stuff? And I let them know there's nothing here. You can stay on it long term or not. And about half, it's about half and half. Half of people, it's like the only way you're getting any of this away from me is out of my cold, dead fingers. And the other half is, thank God, which of the shoeboxes stuff can I get to the first? And then right. you drop a pill of anything every two weeks and they feel fine. Drop something else, drop something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the changes are lasting and the physiology has been corrected so some people can sustain. The homeostasis is back under their control because the hypothalamic dysfunction as energy goes up is restored. That turns mm-hmm. the circuit breaker back on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for laying that out for people. One of the things that we're seeing is um, potentially a patient who you know we've treated, who was a long-term patient treated for some other post-infectious syndrome, Lyme, you know, Epstein-Barr, you know, parasitic infections, what have you. And then they get COVID, right? And then they are not only struggling potentially long COVID, but it's almost kind of reactivating their, you know, infections from their past that they had a really kind of um, had under control. So are you seeing that? And can you explain what you, your thought process around that? Well, many of these people have recovered enough to function, but not enough to be have healthy energy. They may have 75% restoration of energy, but they're still, instead of being on level ground where something pushes and stresses them, where they take a little tumble, but they're okay, they're on the edge of the cliff. And that's mm-hmm. why we see, especially in people who try to work through getting COVID, they're the ones more likely. They're exhausted, but I've got deadlines. I've got to do this. I have pre-existing CFS, so I'm already on low energy, it pushes them over the cliff. Mm-hmm. So yes, your observation is right on the mark. Mm-hmm. Great. And then um, you mentioned some st- studies. I think you mentioned the RG3, the extract of uh, ginseng. It's um, RG80, red ginseng. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, and so that um, you found effective in energy levels. Yeah, yeah. that was really remarkable. I, I used ginseng a lot. As I, we were talking before the show, and I mentioned that I started medical school 50 years ago, July 1st, last July 1st, <laughs> which being 31 years old blows my mind. But um, <laughs> we used ginseng a lot in the beginning because it it's, was the reason why it's the most popular herb in China. But then it got so expensive because it has to be the raw, wild, not the raw, but the wild ginseng. You now, the farm ginseng doesn't work. Basically, it stopped working because what they had was crap. You know, you know, it got farmed out. I got hunted out. 
And then they found a way to use a special growing technique that restores the level of the importance in senicides uh, using aquaponics and using stressing the plants in different ways to trigger production of these. And I tried it again, and I'm pretty energy sensitive. And I, I used a chewable in the study. We had 188 people in our study with basically CFS and fibro, and half got the chewables, half got the capsules. Average increase in energy was in the order of about 70%. Damina yeah. also, I mean, it's really dramatic. The first chewable I put in my mouth, I could feel it right away. If I could show you my messy desk over here, the one okay. thing I have on it is, is my bottle of red ginseng, uh, the mm-hmm. HRG-80 red ginseng. If I have a busy day, I pop one of those, and it just gives solid, smooth, healthy energy through the day. It's quite remarkable. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, no, I've used, of course, ginseng over the years, but I haven't used this form, it seems like. So I, I'm going to take notes. Is there a brand or is it just the the name that you're listing? It, it's Euromedica or for Euro- practitioners, Europharma. I can get it through Emerson Ecologics for practitioners. Uh, for practitioners, it's Red Ginseng Energy. Uh, for if you have the disease, uh, HRG80 would be on Amazon or on my website. Uh, get the chewable tablets because the absorption is so much higher. Great, great. Thank you for that clinical pearl. And um, you know, you mentioned you did the study. Is there other treatments that you want to highlight that you were impressed with the results for? Okay, so you want to look at things for those who can prescribe low-dose naltrexone and low-dose Abilify. Abilify is an antipsychotic, for God's sake. It's useless at the standard doses. But the tiny, you can ask for the information sheets on that. There's a study out of Stanford. Very, very helpful. Resetting the limbic system in the hypothalamus with brain retraining, ANS rewire, uh, or ANS reset. And look up by Dan Neufer, N-E-U-F-F-E-R. It's an online program quite dramatically effective. Again, looking at shine, you know, the checklist will have, but let's look at the end for nutrition. A multivitamin high in B vitamins and magnesium. The RDAs I call ridiculous dietary allowances. Mm. Ignore them. Um, I like, there's an energy revitalization system powder where one drink replaces literally 50 pills. If you can get what's in that one drink in less than 50 pills, I'll give you a free bottle. It's just that's it's really good. And it's just one good tasting drink. Smart energy system uh, that has the ribose, ashwagandha, rhodiola. We did another study of that that I'm, submi- I'm putting together for publication. Also, stamina went up 79%. I mean, these are not mild, hey, you'll feel a little better kind of things. And 60% of people, the effect is dramatic. So the website is endfatigue.com. Uh, you can find the smart energy system with a vitamin powder. Um, Amazon will have them both also, I think, these days. Those are two simple things, HRG, 80 red ginseng. So if people are looking, where do I start with all of this? Those three things together, and many people double their energy within a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. easy. Yeah, no, thank you. I know people are taking notes. One of kind of my clinical observations, and I've been thinking about just some of the mechanisms, and I'm thinking about blood coagulation and blood flow and kind of endothelial inflammation and the glycocalyx and the endothelium and all of that. I'm trying to think about other tools to support blood flow. Do you, am I thinking correctly that that is something that oh. is also synergistic here? Here's the thing, Christine. What happens in many of these people is that the infections, certain infections, trigger the clotting system because they take the fiber and the little clot things and they actually cover themselves so that the immune system can't see them. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. while they're triggering the clotting system to make this little suit of armor for themselves, it's also mm-hmm. microscopically blocking some of the blood vessels, and then it causes mischief in that way. Now, mm-hmm. heparin can be very helpful, but I, I don't use it because there's so many safer things to do. My preference, instead of going after the clotting issues, I will use, in terms of the omega-3s, there's a, one called, uh, for the practitioner line, is your omega-3, where one pill replaces seven big fish oil pills. And oh, the wow. practitioner line is fucked omega because it doesn't have all the other crap besides the omega-3s in it. It doesn't have all the stuff that turns rancid so you don't get these fish oil burps. So I take one of those a day. Uh, the Vector Omega, it's like seven, and that has the, helps the clouding. I will use, personally, I'll take the, for the curcumin, it's called Cura Pro. So there's different things like that. But the main thing for the clouding issues is go after the infections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. I um, no, I appreciate you sharing those mechanisms and, um, you know, the whole biofilm, you know, piece of the puzzle. I, I, I find better to go after the trigger than to chase the smoke from the fire. So if you want to use the serapeptidase, if you want to, but I haven't found all these things in terms of bang for the buck. In the nose, I'm going to go after biofilms. There's a sinusitis nose spray that's compounded. I've had them add bismuth and you can take silver nose sprays like Argentin 23 or natural immunogenics. These silver and bismuth break up biofilms. You know, so I'm going to do that. But I've I've been less impressed. I just never saw anybody really get that much better. Yeah, yeah. Doing those protocols. Yeah, no, I, the biofilms I and everything. Yeah. How about so, you know, when we think about we've talked about viruses, you've mentioned the Lyme and co-infections, other buckets for infections, parasitic infections? The that's a big one. Um and the study of funding the first study we did, actually twenty two percent has C diff, but that's mm-hmm. that I think that's cycles in time. We don't see that so much. Number one. Do they have nasal congestion, post-nasal drip, uh, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, irritable bowel syndrome? If they have any of those in fibromyalgia, there's not a single test I would give a nickel for for candida. bunch of tests, I find them useless. If they have sinus congestion, post-nasal drip, irritable bowel syndrome, any of those, I will treat with diflucan 200 milligrams a day for six weeks to eight weeks. I will use a sinusitis nose spray made by compounding pharmacies. I will give Berberine Met-X uh, as a natural thing to work with the Diflucan or Flaconazole. To me, the most, a very especially critical infection to treat is the Candida. Uh, because those, if you think about the size of an organism, if a virus were, say, the size of the tip of a pen in relative terms, uh, bacteria might be the size of this room. The Candida organism would be the size of a city block. And these are massive organisms that are stressing the immune system. So I go after all of these things. Candida, I'll treat in most people. If they have post-viral, I'll use a Fanvir-Celebrex combination. Uh, certainly address seal or antibiotic-sensitive infections. And there's my book will talk about what symptoms, because the tests are not reliable for any of these. These mm-hmm. are really clinical diagnoses that you then I treat empirically, and mm-hmm. I go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I hope medicine more and more gets set in our heads, right? That it, this is clinical and empirical because the tests are still, you know, they're never going to lead us in the right direction. We would miss helping so many people if we've relied on those alone. How do you handle the environmental impact, like all of the environmental toxicants at this time that we're up against and their impact on the immune system? Yeah, let's see. We live in an environment with, if you want to take 
a little bit of an herbal, you've got to go through all kinds of government regulations. But if you want to pour 85,000 chemicals in the environment, let's have a good day. Any campaign contributions for us? Go do it. Poison the environment. And what are you going to do? I mean, people can't avoid it. So what I find you need to do is help their detoxification systems. Um, Mm -hmm. And for that, the good multivitamin. Thing about the vitamin powder, for example, I mentioned the energy revitalization system. It'll have the glutamine, the glycine, sometimes the cysteine when the government allows it. It'll have to be vitamins and magnesium. It'll have all these different things needed for detoxification. Get water. Water is really good, uh, critical for detoxing or dehydrated society. Um, and then use common sense. Don't make yourself neurotic. We have a, it's almost like, you know, we talked about what are the fads for the day? Let's scare everybody to death and make them hate each other. That's what the media's approach is. So we're seeing adrenal suppression because adrenals are getting exhausted like that. But it's kind of a thing. It's like the media, okay, how can we, what should we make everybody scared to death about today? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's nothing, Christine, you can point to that I can't make neurotic about. You know, mm-hmm. don't even get me started on air and water. I mean, you know, so <laughs> as the bottom line is we live, you know, the, the tale of two cities started, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. There's no time in human history that I would rather live in now than now. And, you know, you, if you think otherwise, give up your cell phone for a week. Because looking at pollution, we have to look at electromagnetic pollution, too. Mm. Don't panic with stuff. Use common sense. And most of the stuff in the media that's meant to scare you to death, chocolate. Chocolate is a health food. Coffee. Mm. Coffee is a health food. Tea. Mm. Tea is a health food. Salt. Mm. Salt is a health food. Mm. You know, the main benefit of, of salt restriction is you die younger, and the social security system thanks you. Mm. So let your body, what feels good to you, that hasn't been messed with by the food industry. Your body knows, well, ask any kitten or a puppy, they know what they want and what they don't mm. until the food processing system gets to it. So eat whole foods and let your body decide what it wants. One mm. thing is sugar. Sugar is an addiction, so that you have to be more careful with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well said. And I often say in this podcast, I feel like my job is to make people more resilient. We're not going to, you know, we're in a time that's not utopia. And, you know, we just need to learn to be as adaptable as possible. And really, as you mentioned, you mentioned several times to really enjoy life. And, you know, we can be afraid of everything. And then that has an impact on our bodies. And then that also life passes us by and we, you know, are way more restrictive in our lives than we would be if we didn't let this all hold us back. It's a wonderful environment. Give your body what it needs to thrive. Give it good Mm -hmm. nutritional support. Give it water. Give it sleep. Give it joy. Mm -hmm. And your body will know just how to thrive in our current environment. It's a message. It's a beautiful message. And, you know, just going back to some of the physiology, because a lot of my um, patients have this issue. And so I want to get your insight here. You mentioned a couple of times already about POTS and orthostatic intolerance. And I think long haulers, you know, they're more um, prone to this pathophysiology. And so can you just share kind of anything to note as far as recovering this part of long haulers? Because POTS, think about it, we're a big bag of water and gravity is stand up, that blood's all going to go down to her legs, you know, and we developed the autonomic nervous system to send up blood back up to our brain and the rest of our bodies. And that's centered in the hypothalamus, sleep, hormones, autonomic function. That's what that system controls. But it post-pots, very large percent of people have orthostatic intolerance. The blood goes through the leg, stays there, and then they get kind of tired. And stuff. 
So the information sheet will have two diagnostic tests they can do at home. One is a simple quiz out of the Journal of the Mayo Clinic, which is uh, shows that simple quiz to be as reliable as pretty much the tilt table testing. And other is a 10-minute pulse test. The other person lie down, check their pulse after 10 minutes, and stand up, check it. And if it goes up more than, in my mind, more than 20 to 25 beats a minute, but even third, depending on the age, it'll say that, then they're positive and they have orthostatic intolerance, even if it's close. And then it goes to the list, you know, increase salt and water intake, use medium pressure, 20 to 30 millimeter compression stockings, uh, give adrenal support. Adrenoplex is a wonderful mix for adrenal support. If you get irritable when hungry, that's even now or I'll kill you, the low blood sugar symptoms, the adrenoplex smooths that out. It also helps maintain the blood pressure in POTS, midodrine, the Florinef, DDAVP, antidiuretic hormone. Uh, treating the autonomic dysfunction with the uh, ANS rewire. These are all the information sheet lists them all out. And it says, here's what you go with, takes you right down through them, the natural things, prescription things. Here's how you test. So you just ask for the POTS information sheet or orthostatic intolerance information sheet. Awesome. Where, um, you know, there's so much, um, I think, education right now in our community around the vagus nerve and kind of how to, you know, support the vagal tone and just people might be thinking about that as they're thinking about POTS too. So just any, any way to tie that all together. There are all of the, again, the autonomic dysfunction and the sympathetic overdrive mm-hmm. with the vagal nerve being low. That worked by Stefan Porges. Um, although there's a very nice, simple way using a trembling technique because you have, there's a frequency specific microcurrent. There's there's all these different techniques to do it, but a really nice, simple way to begin is one of the ways that the body releases the trauma, emotional trauma and stress, um, is through trembling. That's where the expression shake it off comes from. Mm-hmm. And most animals know after a trauma, they just kind of shake and tremble. And after it releases that, allows the vagal nerve to come back on, releases the sympathetic. It's kind of a possum state. It's sympathetic overdrive, but looking like it, feeling numb. Uh, there's a book, Waking the Tiger, by Peter Levine. He took the work by Stefan Porges, who's brilliant but unintelligible to most people, taking the vagal nerve and resetting that system. So there's all kinds of vagal exercises to do that will mm-hmm. do that. You can do it with the breathing. You can do it with all kinds of things. But the Waking the Tiger, simple $10 book, people can do it on their own. It's easy, easy read, and they do, it doesn't cost them anything. They can just do it on their own instead of going through a series of 100 expensive treatments. Yeah, awesome. Dr. T, what is the, like, you've had this amazing career, 50 years, you know, the other week. What are you most excited about right now? What I'm most excited is that people are learning to follow their bliss. They're realizing that most of what they're taught is programming by people in power and wealth and stuff like that. And I don't care which of the media outlets or which of the political parties. Uh, reality has become in, in our government's mind and in our industry's mind, whatever we tell you it is. And mm-hmm. there's this whole programming of who we should be. And people are waking up. They're realizing it's all propaganda. You know, we can look at Russia's propaganda. It's pretty obvious. Don't people know they're just making that crap up, you know? And, well, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but all that stuff we're seeing on the TV and the rest, they're just making it up. <laughs> so turn it off. And notice what feels good to you. Your own intuitive sense will guide you to what's authentic to you. There's no, this is good or bad. This is for you what's mm-hmm. authentic. And you'll know by how it feels. 
and people are starting to tune into their own body. You're seeing many people dropping out of jobs that they hated. There's called the great resignation. They're starting to see what's authentic, what feels good to them, and letting go of all the programming they received from you know, religion and uh, schools and parents and society and media and all the stuff of everybody telling you who you should be for their fun and profit. And they're mm-hmm. starting to ask, who am I? What feels good to me? And they're mm-hmm. following that and following their bliss. I think we're entering the best time in human history. That's a reflection of that. Mm, yeah, that's so inspiring and so hopeful. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. need to hear that. Uh, alongside of that, um, where do you see the future of medicine? Where is your vision? I, mean, I, I see the medical system collapsing because it's based on profit uh, rather than sanity or science. It's a religion that fancies itself as evidence medicine. It's an utter, what's the term I'm looking for? It's an utter crock of shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, most of what we see in the journals, even the past editor in the New England Journal of Medicine has noticed he does not believe much of what he sees in, general, in journals anymore. Another, you notice these are all past editors in New England Journal of Medicine, noted that most continuing medical education is slick advertising masquerading as science. Mm-hmm. So basically, they control... We're finally getting a vote on whether Medicare can even negotiate drug prices. It's like we have a system that will collapse. It will collapse when it goes bankrupt and it has no other choice. At that point, they will allow in all these competition that's been blocked, like naturopathy, herbal medicine, and the rest, because those people in power, they're going. People are going to be blaming them. Like they're seeing what happened. I see basically wonderful growth and change as the current system that is very powerful and, and controls information goes bankrupt and collapses. And again, these are all good people. There's not a bad person in the group. I mean, FDA, they're all good people. You know, the Congress, they're all good people. I'm going to plug, uh, I invite you to go to my website, oneminutefix.org, mm. uh, O-N-E, Minute Fix, on how we can help fix our, our political system. Because right now, we do not give politicians a choice to represent us. They have to take massive bribes. They can't mm. represent us. They have to represent industry. Mm-hmm. So one minute fix is a step, a simple step towards taking care mm-hmm. of that. I see, again, we will either collapse and anthropologists from wherever they come will look and go, were they mad? You know, <laughs> that they did the things to do that. will be one more society and civilization that goes under. Or I think we are going to be entering um, a stage of great beauty and wonderfulness. And I think each individual has the choice of which they do. Yeah, so follow your bliss. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you for holding that vision and that antenna. And I love, I mean, with your wisdom that you've gained, of course, seeing so many patients and seeing the trends and the evolution of medicine, it's, you know, it's all intertwined, right? How um, these systems need to, you know, fall in order for new systems to be built and really the, you know, truth um, to come out. So now yeah, I, 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 I've learned to separate the wheat from the chaff when listening to reporting and when you notice, you'll just, you know, if this was coming out of another country, would we see it as simple propaganda? It doesn't yeah. have the ring of truth. Is mm-hmm. making you, you know, discernment. As we grow, I think an important part of growth is discernment, mm-hmm. separating mm-hmm. truth from nonsense. And a very simple question, you know, and it's not that one is right or one is wrong. If I'm looking to discern, one thing I want to know is, is this person or information pushing love or fear. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard when you're looking at something. 
is this fear or love? You know, my invitation, including what I talked about today, is if it feels like love, take it in. If it feels good to you, take it in. If it doesn't, toss it. That's a simple way to begin. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. No, I I love that simple truth, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. we encourage people who are listening to really tune in, right? And to really sit with that. And I, the more I study and learn about the body, I feel very much still a student that, you know, the more that we're in these states of love and gratitude, where our physiology is wired to receive that and so many processes heal and repair and if you're suffering from a chronic illness out there, I think that's a really great, you know, mindset to have. Yeah. And it helps the healing. But again, what you'll find is as you get into that space, what you need for healing will come to you, which yeah. is what's happening today. Yeah. Um, I invite you to let it in. You'd be amazed. You know, this stuff that you've been told is there's no effective treatment for. The translation is there's no effective, very, very expensive, patentable treatment. <laughs> And therefore, it can't make it through a regulatory process, which for each treatment costs $400 plus million to get FDA approval. Mm-hmm. And this is not anybody's fault. It's just this is what how our system is designed. It, it keeps out anything that is a financial threat to expensive new medications. You know, the industry is doing a very good job of protecting profits. And I will tell you, I've met many people in the pharmaceutical industry. I've never met one that was a shit. They're all loves. Yeah. They're not yeah. bad people. Yeah. But it's it, our job to discern yeah. propaganda from truth. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great message. And I, you know, great. Um, if you're struggling out there, I know I was listening, talking to a friend and he said was he's not in the medical field and he had said that the doctor had said to his friend that ulcerative colitis is not curable. And I was like, how do people, how do we put these labels on, you know, these you know, conditions when you know, there's so much that's possible for that person. Kristen, it's very easy when they say, well, my doctor told me that they can't do anything to get me better. Say, thank you for your honesty and find somebody who can. Boswellia, yeah. very, very good. It's been shown in the studies to be very helpful for inflammatory bowel and lung disease because it helps a lipooxygenase system, which are the ones that are active there. Look for the underlying infections like parasites and things that most labs are clueless about doing. Treat the food sensitivities and allergies. Go after the leaky gut. So yes, mm-hmm. you know, use a probiotic. So yes, if you go to your standard physician, uh, they will give you the new immune blockers that are $24,000 a year and that mm-hmm. only work for two years and then they stop working and you see. But that's what they're taught because that's what, you know, the drug companies, they're hiring cheerleaders as drug reps. I mean, I, I could tell you stories that would curl your ears. They know to a penny how much is being prescribed and they will do what's needed to increase, you know, the sales. Um, and the doctors know what's expensive. But if you go with natural medicine, you also know what's what's scientifically shown to work. So when the doctor says you can't help, they can't help say thank you for your honesty and tell people to go find somebody who can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's so many statements we got to jot down and use, you know, if you're, <laughs> you know, what we could repeat out there and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything else on your mind, Dr. T, you have so much wisdom and I'm sure you have people again, scrambling to take notes and they're going to get some emails for these checklists for sure. And I, I'm going to be on you too. Email me, fatigue doc, F-A-T-I-G-U-E-D-O-C, like fatigue doctor 
uh, at mm-hmm. gmail.com. My shameless plug for my book right over my shoulder from Fatigued Fantastic has all of the stuff pretty much in it. That's available on Amazon or wherever you want to get it. But yes, you know, the, the start to the simple things. Remember, shine, get the person sleeping, whatever approach you want to do for that. There's so many that are available. Address the thyroid, tired, achy, weight gain, cold, intolerant. Address thyroid. Irritability when hungry, address adrenal. Are there symptoms poor surround their menses when estrogen and progesterone are plummeting? Use bioidentical hormones. Treat the candida. Consider, do they have post-thyroid? Address that. Do they have Lyme and other co-infections? Uh, know that the tests are not, in my opinion, very reliable for Lyme disease. So treat clinically. See how they mm-hmm. do. Nutritional support. Good multivitamin, HRG80 red ginseng or red ginseng energy, smart energy system. You do those three things. Cut out the sugar, increase salt, increase salt, increase water, eat whole foods. Not rocket science. Go for a walk as your body is comfortable. We're going to get better. Love it. Well, as we wrap up, do you want to share your favorite thing that you do for your health these days? Mm, I chase my wife around. Sometimes she lets me catch her. <laughs> oh well i'm so glad that you are you know happy and you know i know that you live in the sunshine and you know i know that you've had an incredible turnaround in your health with all of these things that you've shared you know so thank you so much for all the wisdom and we'll have all of the um your email and your website all in the show notes and i cannot thank you enough for being on the podcast Christine, honor and a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. And, you know, the things that that resonate with you keep and the ones that don't, please toss them. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. I learned so much. I took a lot of notes myself and learned some new tips and tools, and I just love his heart and his wisdom. So please check out his website and all the wonderful things he's doing, and I hope you have a beautiful day.